0: That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I'm up a bit on a string, Tracy Island, time traveling time and could have shaped heartaches. Come to find you for in some velvet morning. years too late, she's a silver lining, lone ranger riding. welcome to I remember my first podcast my name is Adam and welcome to episode 6 hope everyone's doing well and as you probably guessed today's or this week's episode um, I'll once again be doing all by myself the same with the first one it's just building confidence and doing something different and uh, as I did last time I'm just going to discuss some things that have happened over the last couple of weeks that have potentially caught my eye. Um, recommend something for you all. And again, there's, a, there's another Q&A. So yeah, my first major major point of this week is... It's going to be football. And that's because, for me anyway, the one of the biggest games of the year played out on Saturday as celtic hosted rangers also known as the old firm derby the glasgow derby whatever you want to call it um for those that don't know i am a i am a celtic fan and this is this game is one that i can't help but get incredibly incredibly excited for incredibly incredibly nervous for as well um I like to think, for the most part, when I'm watching football and stuff, I'm quite a rational level headed um level headed kind of fan but this this game does something else I don't know what I don't know what it is, obviously, it's a massive rivalry. The history of it goes back you know hundreds of years. I think it's just it's just one of those I think if you're a if you're a Celtic fan or if you're a Rangers fan, I think it's just one of those things that's just embedded and I think for me anyway, it's just watching it and taking it in is just different to anything else. Celtic did go on to win the game emphatically, uh, four 0 which had me had me up off the sofa, bouncing around, celebrating around the house. Um, again as as I've said, not something I normally do. To be completely honest, as well, even when the players came out at the start, and obviously it's it was at home, it was at home for Celtic. So obviously you got the whole, you've got the crowd there. The atmosphere is amazing as always. Even from the TV, you you can get that, you can get that same um, sort of level of atmosphere. It actually it actually got me a little bit emotional. Which I think shows the um, shows the effects of this game and the effects that football can have. So I decided, with this game being on, um, I decided to do something a bit different and use the momentum of what was an amazing first half. Um, and I recorded, I recorded a little something at half time. Um, just a little bit of well, me, me basically attempting to be um, a football analyst. Um, I thought it was better to do it at the time. So the next thing you'll hear is is me from Saturday um, analysing a first half. So it's half-time in the old film game. Um, Celtic 3-0 up. Um, I thought I'll, I'll record this now just as half-time's... Just half-time's been called because I feel like just with the way the game's going, this could... This... um, Momentum could be gone in an hour or so. Um, What... Just incredible. um, Incredible. um, Incredible three goals. I don't think it's been the most dominant performance, um, but I feel like the way the the pace that Celtic have played with and the the goals and just, just the... Just some, some of the passing moves have been really good. Again, it's been quite an open game. I feel like Rangers could have got back into it if they just had little things go their way. But I also think just the just the, the, the pace and the the finishing and everything ourselves Seltica playing with is just making this game just impossible for them to get into, really. Um, didn't have the best of starts, obviously with uh, Kyogo going off in the first couple of minutes. But scored a couple of minutes after that. Um, and then just... Again, it's been an open game. I wouldn't say it's been a game where I've, I've been sat here watching in complete confidence. Um, but again, it's just that... It's just that when, when Celtic are on the ball, it's been moved quickly. It's been moved quickly and chances are being made. It's just that exciting brand of football we've been used to as Celtic fans over the last year. And... Um, a special mention goes out to the man I wrote a piece about a couple of months ago, when he signed Jota, uh, um, scored the second goal, and I can't I, I, I can't understand how how you stay so cool for that goal. Um, hopefully, by the time this is out, everyone who is interested will have seen it. But in one of the biggest games in world football, only one nil up, he's he's gone through on goal, and he's just He's dinked the keeper. He's just... He's dinked the keeper for the second goal in an all-firm game. Um, I can't speak... I can't speak... I can't speak highly, highly enough of this lad. Yeah, really... Really fun first half, obviously, from a Celtic perspective. Trying to look at it a bit more neutrally. It's been a good game. Um, as I said earlier, it's been open. Um, Rangers have had chances. They haven't been able to take them. Um and as Ali McCoyst has pointed out in commentary, they're, they're just not quite at the same level. Rangers haven't had that sort of urgency that Celtic have had. Obviously, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyway, 3-0 at half-time. Um, I might check back in at full-time, but I think this this game's done now. Well, I hope, I hope you enjoyed that bit of analysis. The second half uh, of that game played out as I thought it would. Um Celtic scored a fourth. Um it's the type of game Celtic needed, I think. Um obviously a massive it's a massive Champions League game against Real Madrid tomorrow, which I am quite confident they could win. So I thought I'd record that before the game happens just to get on the off chance to just happen. And at least there's there's footage of me saying saying it. With the atmosphere at Celtic and the way they play, and obviously Real Madrid are Real Madrid. I'm not I'm not stupid. But they've not been amazing um to start their their season in Spain. They've not been I think they've won they've won all their games, but I don't think they've been utterly convincing. Um so I think I think there's a chance there. I think there's a chance, Um, but we'll see what happens. On to my second topic this week, and at time of recording, uh, it's Monday, it's Monday the 5th of September, and I think as of like two or three hours ago, um, the UK has a new Prime Minister, Um, the Conservative Party has voted for Liz Truss- over rishi sunak now i'm not i'm not a political expert i'm not claiming to be this isn't going to be some big analysis of of liz and her policies and all that because like i do i do like to know what's going on and maintain the base level of knowledge so this isn't going to be a massive political rant it's not going to be particularly detailed and being honest um Anyone that knows me knows that I'm more more left-leaning. So this the winner whoever was going to win this contest wasn't going to excite me, wasn't going to be someone I'd I'd get behind anyway. Um personally slightly happier Rishi Sunak didn't win it. I just feel like with with the backing, with the background he's got the the wealth that's behind him. Um, there's certain clips that have come out. Uh, there is one clip. I think he's in. He's obviously in a conservative area, and he's talking about how he's changed formulas that took that that were putting money into deprived urban areas, and he's changed them so areas like the one he's in, which is heavily conservative, is so they're they're getting the funding. I also, I think just with the money he has personally, I think his wife's a multi-millionaire or billionaire or something. Um, I just feel like that relatability, that relatability isn't there, and for me, it's just it's a it's sort of the the pinnacle of of, a, of an ongoing problem we have, and I think he's someone that. And widens that gap between uh, between us and them, and in a time where over the next few months a lot of people are gonna make have to make a lot of tough decisions just to feed their families or heat their homes or or whatever it may be, having someone that is in his own right a millionaire and within his family is multi billionaire and yeah, I just I just thought him him being our Prime Minister was just not not fitting um with the times that we're in liz liz truss obviously winning it um i've done a little bit of reading before doing this um a lot of the stuff i've read um she's been described as opinionated tenacious determined someone that gets what she wants i'm um, not sure what that's going to mean relative to this job One thing I did find interesting is that when she was younger she was a liberal democrat. Growing up in quite a liberal, in a a liberal family. I saw a picture of her protesting against nuclear arms. There's also a clip, you've probably seen it on the news, but there's a clip of her as a young Lib Dem member who's anti-monarchy and all this. and Now she's the Prime Minister of a Tory government and has just accepted accepted the role from the Queen. So that journey is an interesting one. Very very opposite end of the spectrum. How that affects this job and how that affects people's impressions of her um is interesting. Again, something I also find funny is that this this Prime Minister once again has been elected by less than what less than 10 percent um obviously with the tory membership voting them in so obviously there's there's questions about the um the process there and should there be a general election again with this i personally think there should be um just just to get that better representation so obviously there's there's issues with this process and the fact that a small a smaller minority of the country is able to pick the Prime Minister, for me isn't isn't right Liz, Liz has got a f- tough few months ahead, at least i think we're facing we're facing a crisis that I've never seen before in my lifetime, and some big decisions are gonna have to be made just relating to this country alone um she's obviously got to deal with issues within issues within her own party as well. Um, and then obviously the war in ukraine and other issues and with the state of the world at the minute we're not sure what's next so it was something when i looked at it i just thought who would want who'd want to be in this position who wants this job but just taking it on to Q&A. First question this week is from Cara, um, and she wants to know what's your favourite period of history. Um, so a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, I did a I did do a degree in history. American history was was the area that I studied consistently through through the three three years. It was definitely my favourite. Area to study was definitely the thing that interested me the most, but to answer the question, I think America in like the fifties and sixties is probably it's probably the most fascinating time for me for dif- for different reasons I just think the cultural shifts and the the advances that are made in in music and in style and you have this and you have this explosion of, of youth culture, and obviously with the with the fallout from World War Two, um, America's thriving financially, and you see you see teenagers, young young people having disposable incomes and stuff like that. So what comes with that is is it comes with music, it comes style, it comes everything um, that we know. And obviously, as we know that it has influenced our country. it's influenced everything around things around the world and I think it's influenced a lot of what we have now and a lot of the things we sort of take for granted now, obviously as well that's period in history does come with other problems um in the country and uh, I think looking at both those things and just seeing America sort of juxtaposed and and whilst you've got all these advancements in culture and things to celebrate there is obviously you have you have civil rights movement you have all these different things and sort of people pushing for pushing for equality you have the backdrop of a war in in vietnam um which was starting in the 60s so yeah i think it's a really interesting time just for many different reasons that's that's my answer to that. Second question comes from Alicia. Uh what are your favorite smells? Um so the first thing that came to mind were the obvious ones, so it's like fresh cut grass, freshly baked bread. But the one that one I thought about more and more um was the smell of the smell of bacon being cooked. Now as a vegetarian, obviously I can't I can't eat the bacon. But um the more I thought about it, I thought that, that is that's that's gotta be up there. It's a really nice smell. I think just that smell when you wake up in the house on a Saturday morning and yeah, I think that's that's one. Um again, kind of probably a bit of a weird one. But um that's one that came to mind. It's probably something like a, a fire pit, like a fresh sort of fire pit smell is nice. Yeah, those those are the ones that came to mind for me. Next question comes from Alexandra. Um this does take me back to football and Celtic specifically. Tell us how you feel about Shota. Um, expectations versus reality. Um so I mentioned him I'm pretty sure I mentioned him in that little half time bit. Uh, but yeah, he's a Portuguese Portuguese footballer, um, who plays for Celtic, of course, um, came from Benfica, who are a Portuguese team, that Alex and a few of the mates from Portugal support. I think he's easily my favourite footballer at the minute. And uh, obviously, as I mentioned in that half-time, but he scored at the weekend, um, scored a beautiful goal at the weekend. He's just that that player you're excited by. I think he's just got that sort of high-volume... Makes a load of chances, takes a load of shots. He's always looking to create something. I think that sort of player, no matter who you support, you're going to be excited by. He just so helps to play for my team, um, so so yeah. I think it was an easy one. To, he's an easy one to fall in love with. Now, obviously, I know he is playing in Scotland, so maybe it's not a true barometer of how good he is. But at the same time. Um, you know, to be to be there and to be able to play the way he's playing and put up the put up the stats he's putting up, um, you have to have a good level of quality. If you want to know any more about him, um, I did write a piece on my blog about him when he signed when he signed uh, a couple of months ago. Or so, um, if you want to know any more, please go and read that. And my last question this week is from Jack. If you could see one gig from an artist who has died, who would it be? So the first thing that came to mind uh, for me on this one, and it's proper obvious, a fully reunited Beatles lineup would be would be the first uh, is, is the first thing that came to mind um, for me personally. there have been a massive influence a massive help in my musical development um in terms of things that i listened to and and even playing like playing the guitar and stuff and a, and a massive help in my understanding of music um i remember when i first started sort of listening to them because i'm like my dad um had all like the rec- the albums and stuff i remember him saying to me like listen listen to Try and, like, sort of listen to each bit, sort of break down the songs and try and understand things a bit better. Um, so they've been a big help in that. And I'm not sure I'd be the music fan I am now if it wasn't for for them. So um, that's the first one that came to mind. Um, another one would be, would be Queen. Uh, Queen with Freddie Mercury. Uh, for me, Freddie Mercury is... The best frontman of all time. And Queen, obviously one of the greatest bands of all time. So yeah, and either of those two uh, for me. This That question actually leads me nicely into the final section of this pod, which is the recommendation bit. Um, is the Elvis Presley biopic which they conveniently titled Elvis Um, the film stars Austin Butler as Elvis and Tom Hanks as his manager, uh, Colonel Tom Parker Um, and it covers their relationship, how how they both sort of take each other to the top and how um and ultimately how Parker sort of selfishly holds him back and um due to his own circumstances and things and obviously it looks at um Elvis's rise to, to fame, his childhood, his influences, obviously his relationship with his parents, um things like that. Um I really enjoyed this film. Was I didn't rush to see it. Because um, I'm always a bit tentative with biopics and stuff like that. It was actually my brother that asked me if I wanted to go see it. and I thought, yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed this film. Um, as with most of these sort of things, obviously you do have to take them with a pinch of salt and just acknowledge that they're not going to be a hundred percent accurate. Um, that is the case here. And there are a few things that are um, moved around and history sort of altered and. Little things like that, but obviously that's that's part of the course with this sort of film. Um I think if you go to a, a biopic and expect an exact reenactment of what happened, then I think you lose you'll lose something at the same time. Um, really enjoyable film. Um a little bit over the top at times, but also very real at other times. I think Austin Butler's portrayal of Elvis is pretty spot on i think it's the closest you can get to the real thing obviously a huge a huge role to step into um we're talking about one of the most important significant characters um people in in the history of 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 the world really um such a significant cultural icon everything he did um has inspired generations and inspired some of the greatest artists that we have now, um, and have had over the years. And obviously he's someone that is loved across the world. Um so this was a huge a huge responsibility for him to take on and fair play to him. He, he he's done a cracking job. I also I, I did a little research and stuff after. Um turns out he is actually singing. As well, which if you see the film or have seen the film, he's incredibly accurate with the voice and the singing um, to the point where, obviously, when I'm watching the film, I wasn't actually sure because <laughs> um, it was that good. Um, but yeah, really, really good film. Um, the thing that stuck with me with this film is is the end of it actually. So it's the end of the film, Elvis has passed. Um, I don't think I'm giving spoilers away there, but he's passed on and it cuts back to his final performance, I think it's like three, four, five weeks before he dies, and it cuts back to his final performance and uh, he's performing, I think it's Unchained Melody, so originally it's um, Austin playing Elvis and as everyone knows Elvis looks a bit worse for wear towards the end, and then it's and then it cuts to, and then it switches to the real, the real clip, the real Elvis singing this, singing the song. That performance and that image of him, like weeks before he, before he dies, yeah, he's giving everything into this performance. He's giving. It almost feels like he's giving like his last breath into it, and he's giving, like he knows this is this is it sort of thing for me. Um, and that and that really stuck with me. And I've watched that I've watched that clip back a couple of times. So yeah, that that really stuck with me. Um I admit my timing on recommending this isn't great great because I don't think it's going to be in the cinema that much longer. But if you can get to it and go and go and see it, I can't recommend it enough. So yeah, that is my recommendation for this week. Uh so this week's um this week's podcast might have a little extra bit on the end. This week marks a significant date for me and for many of the people. It's seven years since my friend Tom uh, Tom passed away. Um, I think I mentioned him on my last solo one when I was talking about the answer monkeys and stuff. Yeah, uh, I wanted to do something just to sort of sort of a little honour to him Um, obviously with all this stuff I've been doing recently uh, being a bit more creative and I wanted to use this use this platform and and talk about him a little bit I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to use this Uh, I'm just going to do it and listen back to it and see how I feel Yeah, I just I just wanted to talk about him for a little bit. Uh, so some of you might know that when I went to uni a million years ago, I in my first year had a bit of a tough time making friends and stuff. And then obviously second year comes around and you have to have housemates and all that kind of stuff. So obviously, I was I was worried about about that and and doing that. Um, managed to find this group of people um, through I think it was like a Facebook group or a message board or something. Um, so yeah, I met uh, met these three girls, met these two of the lads. Um, I think at the time, I think we were kind of getting towards like end of the year so you kind of have to have something sorted so it was all a bit rushed and we all not had to get on because we did get on but there was sort of a pressure (laughs) anyway we all all got on pretty well and uh moved into a house i don't think i'm wrong in saying that me and Tom were quite similar in terms of we're quite we were quite quiet and maybe took a bit longer to come out of our shells than, than than other people but I was thinking I was thinking about this about this yesterday. Uh I was thinking about doing this. Um basically he, I think he came he came along for me at the right time. Um obviously coming off that first year when it was tough for me finding friends and stuff. When when I say we have we had a lot in common um like to the point where it was, it was kind of weird. Like there were points where I thought I was just basically talking to the same person. Um yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of a lot of good memories, a lot of a lot of memories of laughing and and um, laughing and having good conversations and and watching football and watching films and listening to music and I think we even played guitar together at one point, which is something I I I don't do. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking yesterday just about how he just sort of came along at the right time for me, um at a time where at a time where I needed I needed friends <laughs> like quite desperately. Um and yeah, and obviously it's it's um it's sad what 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 happened to him. Um I won't go into too much details but it was it was cancer that, that did it. Um so obviously that I think it came at the start of third year. So obviously that it took away time that we had. Um, time that a lot of us would have had with him. But at the same time, even even whilst fighting that, I think he still had a Like he was always he was always up for sort of making a joke and and all this sort of stuff, and like his attitude the way he faced something that is fucking horrible um is something that's always stuck with me and um yeah it's still it's still something I think about a lot and um I think to an extent i'm i am where I am now because because of him i think. I think it all goes back to meeting him well been I dunno, almost ten years ago maybe. Um, meeting him then and as I said, at a time where I needed I needed a friend and I needed I needed I needed that person. I think that has for better or for worse, has sort of made me into the person that I am now. Um yeah, I just wanted to give a little sort of nod to him, and just a little, just a little thing for you all that list that listening now. Just, just fucking appreciate your friends. Like, I know for me, they mean, I mean, a hell of a lot. And you know, I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anyone doesn't take their, doesn't appreciate their friends or anything, but um, just, you know life's shit sometimes and things happen so just I don't know just appreciate them and uh, and yeah that's that's sort of my message from this um, again I'm not sure if I'm going to put this on um, so we'll see but I just wanted to do a little nod to him just with this week being what it is um, I miss him still I miss him a lot, Um, so I don't know if this is me sort of talking to him in a way, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. Um, If this if this is included, I will sign out. I will sign out here. Um, Thank you to everyone that's listened to today's episode. I will play out on something that I will play out on a song that honors Tom. It's not gonna be out to monkeys, don't worry. Um there'll be something on there. So I'll play out on that. Um and so we'll catch you I'll catch you all uh, next time. I see